On today's show of Locked on Royals, we're going to dive into the weekend preview, talk about the game number two against Cleveland and grade every single Royal the first month of the season. That's all coming up on the Locked on Royals podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every single day. Let's get into Locked on Royals. You are Locked on Royals. Your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals on today's show. Brought to you by Locker Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. We're going to dive into game two against Cleveland Talk about the weekend ahead and grade every single Royals player on the roster from the month of April. Let's start with game two against Cleveland. Mike Miner does it again. He gives you five strong innings. He gets a bad luck bases loaded jam in the sixth inning and, and Holland comes in to face Reyes and Holland gives a ground ball and a ground ball that Nicky Lopez boots and he should have been able to get the final out with zero runs coming across, but instead... Two-run score. The next batter gets a single to tie the game. That sequence is just awful, right? Because you had Miner go five strong. He kept you in the game for five innings. Your offense takes a 3-0 lead. And then from there, your best fielder, Nicky Lopez, boots the ball on a team that's had a ton of bad issues with Hunter Dozier, with with Merrifield, with their defense. Carlos Santana's had a few fluff-ups. MAT's had a few fluff-ups. And Nicky Lopez, who's supposed to be a shorthanded guy, he loses you this game by not making that play. And then Holland gives up that single. It's a tie game. And then Jake Brintz, Josh Stomont were good. that They got through it. And then Tyler Zuber unravels, and Cleveland takes a 7-3 lead. Tyler Zuber was just awful in this game. And I've been somebody who's fought for Tyler Zuber, who thought he should have been the team this year. I think that he has back into the rotation, back into the bullpen kind of stuff. But he's got to figure out the command. He's got to figure out how to utilize it and how to mix it up. And he was bad in this game. And he was—he maybe needs some minor league time. But again, who do you call up if you sit him down? I think that Tyler Zuber is going to be good in this league. I really do. But he was not good against Cleveland. As you lose in this game, it's 7-3. to three, As Cleveland just explodes and your offense can't get it done. Sauda Press is a multi-hit game. Hunter Dozier has a multi-hit game. Michael A. Taylor has an RBI single in a multi-hit game. Perez is one of the fountains in this one. But your offense cannot scratch more than three runs across against Cleveland. It's a bad team. And now you've lost two straight to Cleveland, three straight total, and you face Shane Bieber coming up on the other side of this. You know, Game three is Shane Bieber. Game four is Tristan McKenzie. And then you start up a series against Chicago with the White Sox this weekend. We're going to face their top three arms. You're going to face Rondon. You're going to face Lynn. You're going to face Giolito. That's not good. This is not good at all. And so... This game against Shane Bieber and the next game against Tristan McKenzie are very big going into Cleveland, going into the, going into the Chicago series in Kansas City. Your offense has to be more timely. They have to come through. They have to get on base. But your defense, your defense has been bad for a long time now. With Merrifield, Dozier, now Nicky Lopez, 
They're all making these mess-ups that have cost you games. Defense was supposed to be the pride and joy of this organization. They cannot be losing a game to the glove whenever they're not performing at the dish. And so hopefully the offense gets started, but they're going to have a tough road ahead because Tristan McKenzie is an arm that can have a great day or a terrible day. He's kind of a polarizing arm. But other than Tristan McKenzie, you're going to face top-of-the-line guys like Bieber, like Rondone, like Lynn, who one-hits you a complete game against you last time out, and then Lucas Giolito, who's their best pitcher and their ace. It's it's not going to get easy, and the offense needs to be better. And Miner is his job. I, I'm happy with Miner. Even three innings through six innings again, with a Mike Miner start, you'll take that. You'll take that all day. And then you had the unraveling from Zuber with a couple home runs, and your offense cannot pick him up. It's a disappointing loss for Kansas City. And you know these Cleveland games are going to be the separator because someone has to finish third in the division. And so far, you've split the head-to-head in Cleveland with one and one. And then now, you're behind in the season series with these two losses. And now, you add those two losses to that one loss, and now you're one and three against Cleveland. So that this is going to be tough for Kansas City to rebound from. And how they respond to this will be a big deal and go a long way in determining if they're going to be a playoff caliber team. But again, the, the playoffs are not necessarily the goal. The goal is to be a competitive team and to be a fun team to watch from day one until the end of the year. And so far, so good on that front. We'll see how they respond to their first bit of adversity from this season. But coming up, let's grade every single Royals player on the roster from April and assess how good they've been and how they can improve and what's to expect from this team moving forward. But right now, let's talk about one more roster move that happened this last week, and that's the Royals signing out Steve Escobar to a minor league deal. He's going to be with AAA Omaha. Look, there's no such thing as a bad minor league contract, right? It's a minor league deal. Who gives a crap? But if this team is going to rely on Alexis Escobar as a true depth piece, they're in real world of hurt. This guy cannot play in the big leagues anymore. He's a declining defender who can who has never been able to hit particularly well outside of that massive, miraculous stretch of first pitch swinging. But besides that gimmick, he's never hit very well at any level, at any time. He could not even play well in Japan. And most guys like Kevin Millar can go to Japan and be an all-star. And this guy couldn't hack it. Uh, see, that score's not very good. And you know, on the inside baseball type of scene here, go around the, the media members of this team and the ones who are touting Alcides Escobar as a great move and a great signing and just this otherworldly great thing, they're the mouthpieces. They're the mouthpiece of the organization. This is not a good move. It's not a bad move. It's a nothing move. This move should not ever become relevant. We should never be on today talk about Alcides Escobar. He should never see a day in the big leagues. If you need a new shortstop, you get Bobby Witt Jr. up here. You have Minus to get healthy. You get somebody like Luis Fox even. Don't Talk to me about Alcides Escobar. He's terrible. He's been terrible. He'll continue to be terrible. And it will be a big determining factor to see if Dayton Moore has learned his lesson because you cannot prioritize emotion and prioritize um, you know, good feelings and good vibes over winning baseball. Escobar is not a winning baseball player. If he's your depth piece, if he's the guy you're going to turn to, if, God forbid, Nicky Lopez gets hurt and you don't have Modesty back, then you can write this season off this moment. That's not a winning decision. So again, this should not be a bad move. It should not be a good move. It's a nothing move. This is this is the team signing Irvin Falou to a minor league deal back in like, what, 2014, 15 that was? And he never saw a day in the big leagues, but he wanted to hang on for a little bit longer and travel around and play some baseball some more. 
and it's no big deal. It's nothing. But to act like this is some amazing get by Kansas City is laughable by certain people. Uh, but coming up, we'll grade every single player on this Royals roster. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at betonline.ag. This week is a ton of sports action, including the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Get all the latest news and odds and information on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, including the NBA, the NHL, and also UFC and MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or even on your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Do not send the sidelines anymore. As teams begin to prep for their playoff run, this is your chance to get in on the action at betonline.ag. So head over there to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus. It's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Try them out today. BetOnline.ag, bet with me on every single Royals game over at BetOnline.ag by using our promo code LOCKEDON. That's all caps, no spaces. LOCKEDON at BetOnline.ag. Try it out today. We are back on Locked On Royals and Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals.com. And on today's show, right now in segment two, we're going to grade the Royals roster from April. Let's start with Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana, for me, gets an A+. In A+, he has an 893 OPS, 505 slugging, 388 OBP, and a 278 average. He's had that one bad play in the field other than that. He's been good in the field. He's gotten on base. He's given you chances to win ballgames, and he's been the root cause of a lot of wins this year. Carlos Santana's been a great signing, a great signing for Kansas City. Salvador Perez is number two, and he gets an A+, as well. He was awesome for that week where you start to have MVP vibes from MVP vibes from him. Wow, that was a tough one. The vibes and the V and the P is a, it's just a mess. Anyway, Salvador Perez, A+. He has a 79 OPS, a 9, I mean a 491 slugging, and a 298 OBP. Perez is getting on base a little bit more. He's hitting the ball well. He's just knocking the cover off the ball in terms of home runs. He's awesome. A-plus for him. I want to see him improve behind the plate a bit, but that can come with time. Our first kind of average or bad grade is with Merrifield, a C-plus for him. He has to be better in the field. He's cost you so many outs in the field that you just can't have from your star player. He needs to come through more in big spots. He's fourth on the team in OPS, fifth on the team in on base, and first in hits. You need him to get in big spots. You need him to, to drive in runs, and you need him to be first in all those categories and be that top hitter. He's an elite hitter in baseball. He's going through a cold spell right now where he's just now dipped below 300. You need to see him get back on the right side of things offensively in this upcoming month and get back to that elite status of, a, of an elite hitter in all of baseball. And then Andrew Benatendi. For me, he gets a B. He's top five in hits, in doubles, in home runs, in stolen bases, in batting average, in OBP, in slugging, in OPS, in OPS plus, in total bases. He's sixth in RBIs, but Attendee has been awesome. And I love what they've done with him. I mean, they, they've given him time to grow. They tried him at two hole to start the year. 
Didn't really work. Bumped him down. That worked a great wonder for him. And now Andrew Batendi has looked like, in the recent stretch here, these last couple of weeks, he's looked like that Rookie of the Year player. He's looked like that elite-level player that you trade away a top prospect for in Khalil Lee. I like it. I like it so far from Batendi. I want to see it kind of progress and get better throughout the entire season. I don't want to buy in too much with small sample size because if we did this two weeks ago, it would be it would be lower than a B. But I'll give him a B right now. But he has so much potential still that I cannot wait to see how he moves forward this season. And now I want to talk about Nicky Lopez. For me, Nicky Lopez is an A+. He's your nine-hole hitter. He's a great fielder, although he cost you a game today. He's a great fielder. He gets on base way more than anyone could have ever expected from Nicky Lopez. He sets the table often for Merrifield. He sets it up and allows Whit Merrifield to bat with somebody on base and even scoring position. With for Nicky Lopez, you know, kind of first base is kind of scoring position for him. So he's walking more, he's getting on base more, and he's done his job as a nine-hole hitter. As a nine-hole hitter, that's the best you can ask for. He's done everything you can ask for from a nine-hole guy. A plus. Hunter Dozier gets a C plus because he's been a liability in the field. He's been awful in the field. However, He's had a good last couple weeks offensively. So that averages himself out to an average player. And you want to see him get above average. You want to see him get to that B, B-plus territory to really solidify and help out this Royals lineup. And then Jorge Soler. Soler gets a B-minus from me. I think that he has not been a liability in the field. He's been, he's been decent enough in the field to where it gives you that lineup versatility. You gain a lot of different flexibility with the lineup of putting... You know, Perez at DH and being able to keep his bat in the lineup instead of having to shoehorn Soler there. You're getting to see Dozier play third and go back to you know, go back to right and have Soler DH. All of the spots that Soler can mix and match at at DH and, and right field correlates to other players' flexibility and other players being able to bounce around. And so you love to see that from Soler. And he's not had that awful play. He's not had that unplayable play in right field. He's been doing this for all the whole season. So I'm fascinated by that moving forward. B minus, he's heating up at the right time. Hopefully next month he's up to a B plus from the offensive game that he's going to have this next month. The bench unit for me gets a B plus because there's not a ton of drop off like Michael A. Taylor to Gerard Dyson, Hunter Dozier to Alberto or Alberto against lefties. Not a big drop off either. Uh, you know, kind of bouncing around that way. There's not been a ton of drop off. And Cam Gallagher's been really good behind the plate as a defensive catcher. Love that whenever he's healthy. The bench is a B plus. There's not been a ton of drop-off, and you've not missed the starters a ton. You can get by with that bench. It's a good bench. The rotation. The rotation's a tough one to grade out. And I'm going to give it a B minus because you're having guys like Duffy and Minor and Junis all take that step up. And it has a ton of potential with Daniel Lynch, with Brady Singer, with Brad Keller. Can Chris Bubich sneak in to that rotation as well? How's rotation shake out moving forward? A ton of, ton of potential. But we talked about this earlier in the week. You know, you didn't expect Keller to be this bad, and you certainly did not expect Duffy to be this good, and they kind of just switched places. And so you didn't really gain anything from that. Junis has been awesome in the starting role, but he's lost that job, I think, to Daniel Lynch. So he kind of bumps out of the rotation a bit. B minus for me, and I think they can really improve this next month, and we'll see if they can do that coming up here in this stretch of games in May. Uh, but B-minus for them so far. The bullpen gets a B in this season. Upset as well, but Jake Newberry is awful. And we've seen spots where Davis is awful. We've seen spots where Holland is awful. And even Barlow had a bad outing before. And this is a bullpen 
that you should be able to rely on, you should be able to lean on, and it shouldn't be the reason you lose games. And Zuber's unraveled a bit recently. You, know, you need them to step it back up and be kind of that A-plus territory, right? The bullpen's the kind of place where you need the A-plus spot at if you want to win games. That's going to be your bread and butter. That's going to be your difference maker. That's going to be how you kind of dominate teams. And if you're not doing that, you're not winning games. So B right now for the bullpen. Hopefully they improve that to an A, A-plus territory. And then the manager, Mike Matheny. Look, I'm giving Mike Matheny an A-plus because I can explain every decision he's made. I can explain the decision to, to pull Lynch early. I can explain the bullpen management. I can explain everything. And I love that he's tried to win. And, and Benatendi was bad at the two-hole. And you know what? Benatendi might like batting two-hole, but it was not winning a game. So you, do, you know what you do? You drop him down in the order. You move up a guy who gets on base in the two-hole, and Benatendi figures it out. And he snaps out of it, and he's able to get hot again. And you can start climbing Benatendi back up in the order. I love that from Athene, showing you that he's not above anything. He's not going to just roll out the same lineup over and over again and hope it works and hope it changes. No, he's going to take action. He's going to see what happens and what he needs to adjust. And we've seen him do a really good job in Kansas City so far these two years. And and albeit really one year, because last year was a weird COVID type of season. I like the bullpen management. I like the Benatendi move. I like what he's done so far in this year and the the versatility he's used Solera and Wright and, and getting guys at bats and pinch hitting guys. I like it. I like what he's done so far, and he gets an A+. There's not really anything I'd, I'd dramatically change about Matheny. I've loved every movie he's made, the replays he's utilized. I've liked it all. So there's not necessarily something I can just nitpick away to where he's an A+, because there's nothing bad about him. I like it. Let me know your grades on Twitter for these players at Locked on Royals. Who am I too low on? Who am I too high on in this grading process? Let me know all of that over on Twitter. But right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. My personal favorite is the peanut butter brownie. I love the brownie taste of this Built Bar. It's a very... Great snack and a meal replacement even, or pre-workout or post-workout even, for anyone who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today at BiltBar.com. And when you do, use our promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. They're even great as a Mother's Day gift. Get them for Mother's Day. Get a, get a variety box where you get two of each flavor. See which ones you like and then reorder some at BuiltBar.com at using our promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com. They're awesome. Pre-workout, post-workout, they're even as great as a meal replacement. And then most of their flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams sugar at only 4 carbs that are net carbs. Try them out today, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. I've got my box of Built Bars. Get you some too. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. We are back on Lockdown Rose and Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we've talked about grading players. We've talked about that Cleveland game. And these have all been recorded on Tuesday. I've recorded eight podcasts today. I'm hoping to get some little mini pods out for a little mini reaction to games. But again, going back up to the hotel out of town, it will be tough. 
And again, I've recorded eight episodes today, so I apologize at, at tampering out at the very end here, but I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the listeners. I appreciate everything that we've built here with Locked on Royals. Follow along anywhere you get your podcast from, including on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles for all my live tweeting about the games. You can get my reaction to all these games coming up this week at Locked on Royals. Until then, be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals. Having a great time, loving the fun. You want to see all of the excitement? This is the place, and we're the one. You want to be yelling like crazy for the guys you love to see? Come on out and join us. This is the place you want to be. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the.